For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following program is paid for and presented by Tony Mart Presents. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. everybody doing out there welcome to tony mark presents music food fun travel let the good times roll i want to thank uh chris Coleman for being such a great producer i'm always so enthusiastically ready to talk about the 10 things i have here on my list that i forget to do that i really value the professional relationship with a great producer Chris Coleman and uh, uh, um, Johnny of course on the show before us uh, uh, we love him as well uh, speaking of love we're going to start today by <coughs> talking about a woman that I <laughs> certainly loved above all uh, uh, Mrs. Mary Mark she would have been 105 years old this past Tuesday, September 26th. And um, she was a great lady. She was the epitome of the Italian-American mother, tremendous cook, her vegetables, what she did with vegetables, you know, the artistry. I mean, the sauce and everything was great. She learned the Navajadan stuff from her relatives because she was Sigilian. But she learned to do the big ziti and the lasagna uh, and the other Roman-type things from uh, the Navaladons in the family. But um, she was so cool. When she was 84, she still was going out with us, and her two favorite bands were the Moody Blues and the Neville Brothers. The Neville Brothers, that's right, the group that we had. Uh, Cyril Neville, of course, uh, uh, they were with us here the week after Labor Day, and they were my mom's one of my mom's favorite bands. God bless her. Uh, we uh, we all grew up together in Tony March. She grew up in Tony March too. She used to sit at the square bar, uh, not too far from the stage, the other side of the square bar, right in front of what was the main stage, up until Tony. Uh, Mark Jr. changed it in 77, I think it was. But, you know, in Mom's Day, when she used to hang out uh, there, um, she had a favorite good-looking bartender from Hamilton, uh, who we called Hamilton Al. (laughs) My sister Tina used to sit there with her. And Anyway, happy birthday. God bless Mary Mark. 
We have so much going on here today. I, I'm going to stay with the nostalgia right off the bat and talk about this Tony Mart list of entertainers, entertainers in Tony Mart history. There's 130 on there, and it will grow. And we invite people to communicate with us, send us emails at uh, TonyMartPresents at gmail.com and help us add to the list of 130 entertainers in Tony Mart history. We'll get back to that in a minute. We'll talk about, of course, the Circle Wicker Store. And our guests today are uh, the woman who we now call the wine goddess, the official sommelier of the um, Tony Mart family, uh, Julia Riley. And we have the nine wines uh, that are still on sale, and you can get tremendous deals on them at Circle Liquor Store. Uh, and I do want to uh, mention something about the the beers as well. Uh, first, I want to um, also highlight the fact that we're going to be talking about the cover band tribute band phenomenon. And that is a topic you're going to hear over and over again from someone like uh, me who prides himself on uh, producing shows that are very, very rootsy and authentic and not really like Fake Fest, uh, not to pick on Golden Nugget. I love Golden Nugget, and we love being it, but we were at Golden Nugget last night, uh, and we'll get back to that. Rich Gerber, our insurance uh, agent and expert, uh, we will be talking about him. And the big party today at DraftKings at Resorts. That will be a um, big to-do, and I'm going to talk about that. And, you know, DraftKings is one of the greatest sports book uh, operators in the world. And when you take that and you add it to the food and beverage operation run by Jeff Ray, the director of food and beverage, and the great chef David Wong and what he's doing, you know, when you can get, um, you know, uh, chili dogs with gourmet chili or, you know, gourmet cheeseburgers or all of the other foods uh, that they're going to be doing today. They have a cheesesteak um, uh cheesesteak egg roll eating contest. We'll talk about that. And uh, also, uh, we will talk about um, a few other things. The Big Fat Project. We're going to be talking about the music of uh, uh, Mark Pfeffer, a great, great trial lawyer colleague uh, who will be, unfortunately, producing his music at Tony Mart. Cares with the Tony Mart all-Stars and Big Bob Arnano will be doing that um, posthumously. Unfortunately, Mark passed from cancer uh, a couple of years ago. And there's Oktoberfest at Gregory's. We don't want to miss that. And other important calendar items. Let's go back to the top, as they say in music, the top of the list, and, and talk for just a minute about um, the Tony Mark uh, entertainers in Tony Mart history list, which is not up yet, uh, and it will be up. Um, we're not as as crisp 
when it comes to all the marketing stuff because Terry Vizzoni, the Grizz, is uh, doing a fashion show and expose uh, expo in um, Chicago this week. Uh, so we don't have her here with us, but she will get around to it and it will be on TonyMart.com. 130 groups, the entertainers in Tony Mart history, beginning with the 50s. Actually, the very top is the piano player, uh, Jack Newland. We have an ad with him uh, from the late 40s, very early 50s. And then Len Carey and the Cracker Jacks uh, from the Spike Jones band. And off we go. The 50s. The Golden Era, 1959 to 1965, um, with names like Johnny Maestro and the Crests, before the Brooklyn Bridge. The great fall guys were the house band, uh, Bill Haley and his Comets, Joey D and the Starlighters, Conway Twitty and Porkchop Markham, his drummer from the of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Dwayne Eddy. And, of course, that era ended in 1965 with the uh, Levon and the Hawks era, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels at the end of the summer after the Hawks left to go to Woodstock and Newport with Bob Dylan. Then we had the late 60s, the Magic Mushrooms, Joey Powers and the New Dimension, which became Powers Flower. And let's not forget uh, Tupa Heat and Gunther's Bus, who we all love so much, uh, all a part of this 66 through 69. The 70s brought in Mace. The 70s brought in the first rock and roll revival. Uh, Ricky and the Rockets, known by many. We have many, many friends, including Charlie Falkenstein, our good friend from Summers Point, who know well. Uh, the era of Ricky and the Rockets. And then we get into the late 70s. That was that's the, the mid-70s, 70 to 75, uh, with Mace and also with Wildflower, a band that still performs with two original members that played in 1975 at the Mart. And we have a tentative date to bring them to the beach in Summers Point uh, next summer in the season 2024. And along with them, we will bring, uh, hopefully, a return of the incredibly great E Street band, the E Street Shuffle. Uh, they were so much better than a, another popular uh, band. And I'm going to get myself into a little trouble, maybe get a couple nasty emails or some other garbage, which I'm used to anyway. <clears throat> but um, the E Street Shuffle was incredibly great. Uh, on the beach, they opened up for Tom Hambridge. So we'll go back to the summer of 75 when Mace was playing Springsteen and the Grateful Dead and Wildflower was starting to show you uh, what that sound with Chicago and the big band rock and roll. <clears throat> We're going to go back to all of that. Um, in the late 70s, including a band, Bobby Campanella and the Shakes, that played uh, 
not only at Tony March, but Merrill's and Margate and all over. And the early uh, 80s brought us to the great Shotgun, uh, which was the band that did the Joan Jack and the Pat Benatar and Pretenders and Hart. And we have, fortunately, a tremendous performer in our midst here in South Jersey that we can call upon again. And I'm thinking about calling upon her to do one of my winter series, if I get a little winter series together, and that's uh, Patty Balbo and Red. Uh, they did a great job Labor Day Friday on the beach. Anyway, that's a sampling of the 130 entertainers in Tony Mart history. We want you to check it out on the website, hopefully within a week. Uh, this is a travel week coming up for us. Next week we'll be uh, on the air from the Oro Valley of Arizona, where it will be a chilly 90 degrees. But, you know, that's not a bad thing, trust me. Because 90 in the shade at 3 o'clock becomes gorgeous sunset in the 80s with a little breeze and the mountain view and John Wayne riding over the Santa Catalina Mountains and the Tucson Mountains and the Tortolita Mountains. <laughs> I'm looking at Nancy and laughing. She, she can't wait to go play at her cactus gardens out there. You know, um, you can get podcasts of all these shows by going to TonyMart.com and following for WPG. Podcasts are going to become more and more a part of the book. I'm working on the book. This list of 130 entertainers is part of the book. Yesterday I identified about 28 articles of different pieces, pictures, ads from the Philadelphia Bulletin and the New York Times and mostly the Atlantic City Press. Eventually, as we get into the 70s, we'll be using stuff from the hoot and get Bob Everland and Lou Steiner. But all these interviews are going to be available on podcasts because I'm going to be doing most many of them as part of this show <clears throat> as we put together the long, long overdue legend of Tony Mart. Uh, the book about um, my father, our father, uh, who was the epitome of the hardworking, self-made man who became famous and really put Summers Point on the map in certain ways. But, of course, Summers Point was the place to do it, and Dad recognized that. But anyway, uh, you can get the podcast. Uh, and you'll be able to check out more and more about the legend of Tony Martz. Of course, that's our um, our legacy that we'll be uh, recording for posterity. I want to thank Circle Wicker Store for being so great, for doing so much all the time. Uh, we're going to talk about some great wines uh, that Circle Wicker has had featured at deeply discounted prices. Our wine goddess, Julia Riley and Mike Myrell are going to be on the show in a little bit. Before we get there, though, it's Oktoberfest. Wonderful Oktoberfest with some of our friends, Bobby Shore uh, and um, Jimmy Foreman, our good friend from the 
Historical Society, Big Tony Mark, Deporter. We're at the Lutheran, the Grace Lutheran Oktoberfest last night. And Tony, uh, our good, our, the great, uh, great keyboard player, uh, had his little combo there uh, playing German music and Italian music and uh, Tony and the Pisons. But um, we might have them at Rocktoberfest next year as uh, Anton and the Schlockenbox. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll get there. And uh, tonight and beginning last night, the preeminent Oktoberfest for the whole month of October, which begins tomorrow. Uh, Gregory's Restaurant and Bar. Seven different distinctive German, Bavarian, Oktoberfest, uh, entrees, real German beer on tap, a couple different kinds of German beer, plus uh, the domestic beers and some craft beers. Uh, This is the place that really does it right. There were two, and Mickey and Minnie's is gone now, so um, there's no question that uh, the place for all of that is Gregory's. And, of course, we love Fitzpatrick's, which has an excellent menu, high-quality food at Fitzpatrick's Deli and Steakhouse. Uh, really um, great, great places we are blessed to have. The beers, uh, circles featuring all of these. Hollander Oktoberfest from Munich. This was the beer they had last night at Grace Lutheran. I was very impressed. Uh, the lovely young pastor, uh, Pastor Alicia, I think her name was Alicia. Uh, she did a great job, uh, and it was a very, very nice little event. We don't have enough authentic Oktoberfests anymore Jersey and Pennsylvania and Southern New York used to be dotted with great festivals. You know, they're just, they're just Barnesville and Adamstown and they're gone. It's gone. Anyway, Polander Oktoberfest, Munich, real Munich beer, Probe Oktoberfest, um, which is a very high quality, highly respected uh, domestic uh, craft brewer, shipyard pumpkin again. Shipyard pumpkin ale. These are um, just six of the beers that Circle is featuring. But Circle has, you know, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. I, I don't even want to say is it a, is it approach a thousand. I know they have hundreds and hundreds of beers. The Hockershore Vice beer. That's we've talked a lot about the wheat beer and the vice beer. Uh, those are the uh, vice beer means white beer in Munich. The Hogarten Wit in Belgium. Wit is uh, uh, how you say um, white, and the Allagash wheat from Maine uh, is the domestic craft beer that we were featuring at Rocktoberfest. And then, of course, the uh, the, the Surfside uh, vodka, seltzer drinks, they're hugely popular. All of this is right there. Circle gets it and gets it and has it and 
has a lot of other um, recommendations for you, and I, I strongly uh, urge you to go see Jordan, the craft beer guy, or JM. Uh, there's a lot of people at Circle who are very conversant with these beers. Um, I want to thank uh, Rich Gerber for being a sponsor of this show. Rich is a very, very knowledgeable expert in the area of insurance and investment vehicles, annuities, structured um, payouts, invest a certain amount of money for your grandchildren, your, your children, your family, yourself, and get these structured uh, payouts uh, uh, on annuities and different types of innovative annuities. Right now is a tremendous time to lock into these high rates of return. You know, Richard can get you cash bonuses, you know, things like you invest 30000 and uh, you get uh, 37000 uh invested if you maintain the investment over the life of the instrument. I... I don't want to put words in his mouth, please, but you should definitely call him, especially right now. It's a tremendous time to lock in and lock in for your grandchildren. You know, just don't sit around and talk about your grandchildren and bore bore me to death. Do something. You know, get into an annuity for them. Take care of them. Uh, it's a, uh, a great, great uh investment for the family and uh rich gerber is the guy 609-653-9101 he's also a great expert in uh the um wines of the world he is a, an excellent wine connoisseur and you can speak to richard about that and he'll give you some wine recommendations as well 609-653-9101. By the way, I love to see people's grandchildren, and I love to see pictures, and I really love seeing the kids at the gigs. Nancy and I love going to gigs and producing gigs where people bring their grandchildren. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's just that when I go out, I, I like to do other things that... Uh, <laughs> sit around and talk about ailments and grandchildren. But that's another story. You know, while we're on the controversial stuff, I just want to mention again that we saw two really top-notch, great, great, what they called tribute bands get the, get the lead out at Hard Rock a couple weeks ago. And they are a great band. Uh, they They have a Jimmy Page, an old guy on guitar that, really pays tribute to Jimmy Page, the great Led Zeppelin rock and roll guitarist, and a tremendous rhythm section. They are now elevated to the level of headliner. And, and that's what's happening in the music business. You know, the good cover bands, the cover bands that are all over my list of entertainers in the history of Tony Marks, you know, Joey Powers in the New Dimension, Superheat, Gunther's Bus. All of these, the fall guys, of course, were incredible. Cross Louis Prima and Ray Stevens, that you have five years of the fall guys at Tony Martz. We're going to keep talking about that stuff. But, you know, there is kind of a thing going on that I want people to be aware of. 
And, 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 and that thing is simply that the good bands are cover, are cover bands and the very good, excellent cover bands like Trans Am we saw last night with Lance, who's just a tremendous superstar, rock star, drummer, uh, you know, in my opinion, above the band that he's in. I, if um, one of my friends called me and said, Kenny Wayne Shepherd or Buddy Guy needed a drummer, I would say, go check out Lance. And, and uh, they did a great job at, uh, you know, we're, we're very big on Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget gives a lot of great free entertainment, practically free last night, flashback Fridays. You pay $10 and you get a drink for your $10. That's what we used to call a minimum back in the old days. In other words, you got to spend at least a minimum of $10. Of course, at Tony Marts, they were $1 and $2 coupons, but uh, they were a great band uh, and a lot of flash and uh, special effects and everything else. But what I'm trying to say is that these bands are just cover bands in the final analysis. They're bands that are totally mimicking and imitating other bands like Led Zeppelin. This band last night was all over the place playing all kinds of great 70s music and a lot of schlocky pop 70s music, which I just kind of laughed my way through. We had a great time. Uh, and uh, we love Golden Nugget. And uh, that is an excellent uh, nightclub, The Wave. And, of course, they have three solid entertainment, actually four in the winter and five in the summer because the deck is probably the best outdoor venue. Anyway, uh, I have a lot of great things to say about Golden Nugget, a lot of great things to say about resorts because they are folksy, classic, old-school give the people a good time kind of casinos, not just corporate mills, you know, that do everything for a few high rollers and just move everybody else through, you know, it's just, you can see I'm in kind of a controversial mood. I'm stirring the pot here tonight, but, um, you know, we present some of the greatest entertainment in the world, uh, on, on the, on the summer's point beach, this past summer, you know, the number one outdoor concert venue in the United States. You want to know why? Because we present um, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band doing the great original music, covering themselves. They are great artists who have done Dark Side, Tender Years, and Wild Summer Nights, and, you know, Gary U.S. Bonds millions and millions of records covering himself and Bruce Springsteen who did it together. You know, uh, James Andrews living legend from Treme, New Orleans at Jersey, uh, uh, Jersey gumbo, Stanley Jordan playing Jimi Hendrix, but Stanley Jordan does everything his own inimitable way considered one of the greatest of all. Uh, the uh, living guitarists. Uh, and we're going to, I think we're going to have him in a funk setting next year on the boardwalk. But, you know, these are p 
people who are multi-award winning, multi-million selling, Grammy nominated, Grammy award winning, rock and roll Hall of Fame people, you know, Cyril Neville, Lifetime Achievement Grammy Award winner, you know, Tom Hambridge, the incredible uh, Nashville producer, people went crazy for his music, you know, when he stands up there and says, okay, here's a song I did for ZZ Top. Okay, here's a song I did for Susan Tedeschi, her first big hit. Okay, uh, here's a song I did for Foghat. Okay, here's Leonard Skinner's song you'll recognize, you know, he wrote them all, okay? He produced them all. That's true greatness. Okay, yes, these cover bands and these tribute bands, some of them are good, some of them are very good, some of them are not that good. I'm not going to single any out because it's not my job here to tell you who is lousy. You can go figure that out for yourself. But I will tell you, that if you can, some people can't, that's part of the problem. Uh, but... Uh, this is a different situation, okay? Um, you know, as I say on the beach, uh, a mediocre cover band playing Brown Eyed Girl, that's just not what we do. And that's why we are the number one outdoor concert venue in the United States. That's why the state of New Jersey and the Casino Reinvestment Development Authority recognize us as being so important in terms of uh, cultural enrichment and diversity. You know, we have so many. We have everything from Louisiana Zydeco to North Philly Funk to Tower of Power, Oakland Funk, and uh, classic rock and roll, and just Delta Blues, Tommy Castro, who's won the B.B. King Entertainer of the Year Award four times, okay, that played with Santana and and, uh, Jerry Garcia back in San Francisco in the day before he became a famous blues star. You know, that's what we're talking about, okay? And uh, that's my little piece that I want to say about uh, people need to realize that there is so much more uh, then these cover bands and good cover bands that then become tribute bands. Okay. You come and see Gary U S bonds pay tribute to himself or, uh, come and see Terrence Simeon wave a couple of Grammys around on that beach and, you know, hear him do his music and do Bob Marley. God, uh, we had so many great shows this past summer. I am very, very excited about DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings is a preeminent name in sportsbook. And what's happening over there today at resorts, they have so much going on. Balls Out is the name of the event. And there's a cheesesteak egg roll eating contest, okay? And there's a German Stein hoisting, of course, because it's Oktoberfest. And they're right there. The grand opening, they have Bacardi specials. They have Side Story, the cover band, Side Story cover band. They're very good, by the way. And uh, the, um, Nicky Pasiti is the guitar player in that band. He's a great guy and a good friend. 
and that would be very enjoyable. Those women are very exciting and entertaining in the front of side story. Uh, and, uh, they have ESPN radio remote there and all these famous eaters. Okay. <laughs> I'm not one of them. I won't be competing. I'm getting a little, a little old for, uh, for that sort of thing. But, um, I do want to wish them luck and I'll be over there very soon. Maybe as soon as tomorrow, uh, enjoying this great concept that, that chef David Wong has come up with, you know, it's, it, it, he, he calls it, um, uh, elevated, uh, football food, elevated sports bar food where he's making gourmet quality chili for chili dogs. And he's making banana pudding. I love banana pudding. Nancy loves banana pudding, all kinds. And then the cheesesteak egg rolls. I can't wait to chomp into one of those. And so many different great things. Um, you know, um, resorts is such a classic casino and we're very big. Uh, so today the cheesesteak egg roll contest, the Balls Out Block Party, uh, the new pop-up Boo Bar, uh, a Murder at the Park, a show that they have going on. And and then, of course, the old standby, Sunday Supper, uh, more controversy. We don't call it gravy, but they call it Sunday gravy. We call it sauce because if you leave Brooklyn, South Philly, and the Bronx and go to this place called Italy, you will never hear anybody say gravy. Anyway, um, $45 for this gorgeous menu uh, that is just uh, so high quality. You know, David Wong uh, does so many things. We're so impressed with the quality of the ingredients and the beauty of Capriccio as a classic Italian Romanesque with the wall sconces that are, uh, you know, iron. I mean, it, it's really, it makes me feel like I'm in Rome and I love to be in Rome. So Capriccio, that's another big reason to go over there. You know, you can go over, check out the game, check out the, the cheesesteak eating and Stein hoisting. But then around uh, tomorrow night and uh, the late afternoon, night, you want to go eat uh, the, uh, the Sunday gravy at Capriccio after you've eaten the sports food, and I, I'm going to go check that out tomorrow for sure. Also tomorrow night, however, we are going to go indulge in an incredible feast. You know, it's restaurant week, and all of these chefs that I'm talking about have great... Uh, I know that uh, uh, Demetrius and Chef Mike have a great restaurant week offering at Tropicana, and um, there's great restaurant weeks all over Atlantic City. But at Smithville, Chef Philip Gormley has <laughs> unbelievable. My old colleague, my dear friend, uh, Dr. Alan Carr and his wife Eileen are going to go with me, and we are going to have a blast over there. Uh, that menu is so beautiful. Uh, it's um, it's It's got things like, you know, the... Uh, the the sugar maple sugar cured bacon you know classic uh, Caesar um, and 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 he has his own uh, sushi tuna 
style egg rolls. And, and then um, one of the entrees is a um, uh, apple cider brined chicken. And then there's a filet mignon with all the Italian accompaniments, uh, something like you get at Carmine's New York City style with the filet mignon and then the, um, you know, the tomatoes and the onions and a little mozzarella. I mean, you know, and then the desserts. He's got that mascarpone limon, that lemon mascarpone cheesecake is to die for. And he's got other great desserts, especially for res- uh, restaurant week. It's not just the great things on his menu, but Chef Philip Gormley has a lot of other things. We'll have a report on that next week. We'll be in Tucson, Oro Valley, and we'll be talking about Chef Philip Gormley at Smithville and restaurant week. Well, in vino veritas, and now it is time to talk about wine with the wine goddess herself, Julia Riley, and Michael Myrell. How are you all doing today, guys? Hi. Hi, Carmen. How you doing? Nice to have you on the show, man. Uh, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Oh, my God. Just a little less after that wonderful summer concert series. Just a little quieter these days, but uh, still going. But we're we're going to work, Michael. We're going to work. Yeah. I have, I have, you know, the uh, we're very optimistic that the CRDA is going to give us uh, the uh, grant again. And I am I am trying to uh, bring some very big high end names for free on the boardwalk. Uh, and you know, these are again people who are not cover bands. These are people who uh, have impeccable records of accomplishment in their legacies, their musical legacies. But let's go to the wine. Julia, how are you, darling? I'm good. Very good. Nice to talk to you. Um, Well, we had a great time at your two events, Rocktoberfest and Good Old Days. And Chet from Circle Liquor sure picked a great list of wines for us to taste. Mm. He certainly did. So tell me, let's start. We kind of roll with it. Um, starting, we're going we're to start with the sweet white and go down to the rich, heavier, higher tannin reds because that's the right way to do it, right, wine goddess? That's right. Yeah. Our, and our Riesling that we're starting with was our bonus wine. We had a list right. of eight, and it expanded to nine, and it was I was very happy to have a Riesling to taste as well um, from Lusen Brothers in Mosul, Germany. And right. uh, Dr. Lusen's estate has been in the family for over 200 years. Wow. So that wow. was very impressive. So beautiful. Yeah, there's no... There's no better Riesling region on earth than the Mosul River, which is so beautiful, uh, the terraced vineyards. Uh, I just think, Julia, that this is the finest sweet wine I think I've ever tasted. I mean, uh, I mean, they have a lot of German wines that are especially made to be drunk sweet, you know, uh, the Spätlesers. Uh, and all of that, but 
this has the balance. I, I just love it. And it's very reasonable, too, isn't it? Uh, yes, I think Chad had it priced at $13. Wow. If you know yeah. somebody that likes sweet wine, this is the number. What do you think it is? Is it the balance, Julia? Yeah, I think that it's not a cloyingly sweet wine. It's got a semi-sweetness that's very balanced with nice fruit flavors. It's got a little peach and citric, citrus notes. And then right. um, a little mineral on the finish, which is like a palate cleanser. That's what I thought, too. That This Riesling was one of my favorites. Of um, I'm good with Riesling all the time, but this one was really good. I noticed you were drinking that pretty good at the house last week when we had dinner, Michael. <laughs> yeah, because you've only seen me do reds. <laughs> so it was a rare occasion. And I, I wasn't drinking it, so you had a chance to... Uh, that's a great wine you uh, people out there, um, Luce and uh, Dr. Luce and Riesling. And then the Rosé de Provence, uh, which uh, is a uh, southern French rosé. Again, like I said about the Rieslings from Mosul, the rosés from Provence are some of the greatest in the world. Are they not? Yes. And this one was uh, AOC, which is the highest quality tier. The grapes are from a specific appellation and have more regulation for the winemaking um, right. than the IGP or the than the France. And um, yeah, it was it was very dry, um, nice floral notes, and some orange and strawberry flavors. And very inexpensive, fifteen ninety nine. Chet has this at this is a twenty dollar uh, nice uh, world class um, French rose and fifteen ninety nine. You know, I mean, we're talking about you know wines in the teens that are world class. I fell in love with, as you guys know, because uh, I got semi trashed uh, drinking Pantina Poate. Pinot Grigio from San Alfonso. Are you from yeah. out there? Your favorite northeastern Italy region. It's a beautiful wine, and it comes from Fruli, which is a region smack up against the foothills, in the foothills practically, of the Alps, Fruli. Um, what is it about this wine that I love so much, Julia? Tell me. Well, I think when we had um, fish at your house and you were very generous with Slap Your Mama, <laughs> that um, this wine was a great pairing with salty food. Right, <laughs> right. That was salty. It was spicy and salty. That's uh, yeah, okay. I like it that so way. We had <laughs> the perfect wine to go with it. You liked it, huh, Michael? It was good. It was good for you. I liked huh? it a lot, Carmen. It, I think it was not only slapped your mommy, but Tony Cherry in there too, for good measure. Yeah. So I was yeah. watching you. <laughs> I, I just sautéed the um, flounder. We bought some very nice flounder. I sprinkled it with some of those spices, the New Orleans spices. Sautéed it very lightly. Got it off to a warm platter, and then warmed up the leftover shrimp creole, which got even more spicy, and together mm. they were a hit, but uh, that Pinot Grigio, 
it really uh, it really held up, didn't it? It was the perfect pairing for that dish. And on the Sauvignon Blanc, and by the way, that's that's that Pinot Grigio. I, I don't want to leave that. Sixteen ninety nine, Michael. It's so much better than a table grade commercial Cabot. For for sixteen nine. All right. So for the, the Cabot, you'll pay nine, ten, eleven dollars. For this, for sixteen ninety nine, it's a world apart. I, I mean, I I just fell in love with it. That's a good point. When we had the liquor store, our biggest seller was um, Pinot Grigio uh, and mostly Cabot. Uh, so this is a great alternative to that. It was one of the two biggest white wine sellers we had at the uh, the wine garden for those two uh, festivals that we did. You know, regularly, this Cantina Poate is a $24 bottle, and Chet's blowing it out at sixteen ninety nine. And that's what we want people to know. I mean, yes, if you just want to run to the store and get a bottle of Cabot and go to, you know, you can go to any big box store. But if you want to have an excellent Pinot Grigio to share with your family and friends and you're going to make a little shrimp or fish, you know, so on and so forth. You know, this is the ticket, man. You know, if you're going to... um, you're going to do some scampi. You know, it's easy to do scampi with fresh garlic and fresh lemon and a little parsley and a couple of bottles of this because you need one to cook with and one to drink, right, Julia? At least half you cook with, and then the other bottle and a half you got to drink. That's right. No leftovers when it comes to wine. Yeah, we never have any leftover wine, so we have to crack a new bottle. <laughs> the Sauvignon Blanc uh, is... Um, a great, great wine uh, that it's, we have two different ones. We have the Giesen, which we were uh, uh, selling all summer on the boardwalk, which was very spicy. And then that Love Block was more balanced. And um, it's a Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, my understanding is that it comes from uh, that Kim... What's her name? Kim. Uh... Kim, Kim Crawford is um, is actually a man, and um, the Kim Crawford label I've been seeing, uh, you know, in liquor stores for years and years, very popular, and um, I had tried it, and it, it's a good example of Marlboro, but it's from a cooler climate, and it's got those grassy notes. What I, I noticed see. about um, their second label uh, from Kim Crawford and his wife Erica is that. Um, it's from a warmer climate, and it's got a little bit more of those melon, uh, pineapple, peach, those kind of notes, and not so much of the grassiness that his regular Kim Crawford label has. I see. Right. Right. Well, yeah, we, we know that uh, it's, a, it's a wine produced by Kim Crawford, but not the Kim Crawford brand. And I have to say, Julia, thank you so much. You know, I know nothing about that kind of like Hollywood pop culture. And I, here I am saying that it's a <laughs> Nobody ever told me that. Thank you so much. The Markham Chardonnay, I think, was one of the stars of the taste. Yes. Was it not? It, it, yeah, that and the Pinot Grigio were the stars of the white. Yeah. Yeah, the Pinot Grigio and that beautiful, I mean, look, Markham Chardonnay, Napa Valley, $30 for a Napa Chardonnay. 
but Chet is selling it for twenty one ninety nine. And this is the kind of excellent balanced Chardonnay that pushes all the right buttons and what you would expect from a Napa Valley Chardonnay, right, Michael? Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, the Chardonnays I tried, yes. <laughs> Which is very few, so I want to just coach down the correct language there. I should direct that to Julia. I mean, I, I drank a lot of this. <laughs> I love this. What do you, what do you yeah, say? Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, I had it, but, you know, I, I, Chardonnay is, it, I'm, I don't feel that comfortable with comparing a lot of them. I so. thought it was a great balance of the fruit and the oak, and it has some creaminess to it. It did undergo uh, some partial malolactic fermentation to make a nice creamy texture to it, and that also mm. adds some uh, notes of toast and oak. So I thought that one was really well done. That's a that's a great wine. The complexity, you're saying it properly. I say body. When I talk about wines, I talk about body a lot of times, which I don't think is a a very accepted word in the wine enthusiast oh, vernacular. Right. Yes. Yeah. When we talk about body, yes, that's a that's very good to bring up. Um, the creaminess, I think, is part of that. Yes, creamy in body. And Markham makes some other excellent wines, too. Um, a Merlot that we particularly like. Oh, so okay. They, they really produce some nice wines, both red and white. Oh, I, I love Markham. I think they're a great house. Um, so we're, gonna, we're, we're running low on time, but we're going to blow through the Pinot Noir from Oregon, the Iraq, uh, because it was a very good... Uh, balanced uh, Pinot Noir, if you want a balanced Pinot Noir. Anything you want to say about that one quickly, Julia? Yeah, just I thought that it was perfect as far as the body. Um, we uh, Compared to, we've talked about Mayomi before. I thought it was delicate and dry compared to Mayomi, which is a little, um, you know, fruit forward and a little bold for Pinot Noir. So I really liked it. It was one of my favorites. Isn't, you're, you're so good at this, Julia. Isn't Naomi the one that they say drinks like a Cabernet? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the first thing we noticed. That's right. That's what everybody says about Naomi. And I also, you know, I, I'm not as studied as you are. I'm so impressed with your knowledge, Julia. But I, I, I have a very good palate. And immediately when I drank this Iraq, Pinot Noir, uh, I, you know, I, I tasted the balance, the lightness, and I felt it was a better representation of the Pinot Noir grape because of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, totally. That's, I mean, that's you know, absolutely, I totally agree. Now, Chet blew us away at the good old days. You know, here we are at the park drinking wine, and... That comes up with this Rocca della Maci Chianti Classico, right? Uh, oh, this is the St. Alfonso. Excuse me. Uh, the the other one is not the St. Alfonso. The Cantina is the Cantina, the Pinot Grigio. I got my Italians mixed up here. The 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 Chianti Classico is the St. Alfonso 2019. This is a single vineyard Chianti Classico. In other words... All the grapes 
are grown and the wine is all made and it's the best grapes and the best location in the vineyard, all in that vineyard. And, you know, that's a big deal to be giving away in the park for $10 for a tasting of five wines. But that's what Chet does. And, of course, if we were still doing them in-house, and hopefully we will be doing more free wines, I want to try to get this back on there. Uh, $33 bottle of Chianti Classico, $21.99, was probably the most expensive wine, along with the Markham, on the table. Um, but it was better with food. I, I just thought that it was better with food. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, let's skip right ahead because we're almost done. Um, the Buckshack Cabernet Sauvignon Bourbon Barrel for seventeen ninety nine. Um, people really loved that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Bourbon barrel finish. Yeah, and we had a lot of bourbon drinkers that were it, wanted to try that one because of that. Right. Well, if you have bourbon drinkers and you want to bring wine for dinner, this is your perfect Buckshack. Cabernet Sauvignon. But the winner of the Reds had to be the pessimist from Dow, right? Yeah. Yes. It, this one, we were down to one bottle at the end. That was it. It was very popular. Yes. Yes. From Dow in Paso Robles. And I'm going to be going to Paso Robles and I will be reporting from, uh, from Dow at Paso Robles. I'm definitely going there because I'm going to visit my sister after we get off the West Coast Blues Cruise uh, in early November. Uh, so, pessimist, the, the balance is just so great. Uh, the Cabernet, the Petite Syrah. Did we ever figure out what the third grape was on that? <laughs> I don't it's know that uh, we... 75% Petite Syrah with smaller amounts of Syrah and Zinfandel. Zinfandel, that's why I like it. Oh, Zinfandel added that little bit of spice yep. to it. No Cabernet. All right. It's that Zinc. All right. Well, uh, that's very good, Julia, that you found that. Thank you so much. Would you repeat what that, that combination was in the pessimist? Sure. 75% Petite Syrah. So that's the majority. And that gives it that intense fruit with, and blueberry and smaller in, amounts of Syrah and Zinfandel. All right. Well, y'all, we're running into the clock here, so you can actually mm -hmm. say let the times roll as we do at the end of every show. We're going to go see uh, Danny Iyer at Lavari's tonight, 6 to 9, and Captain's tomorrow, and Smithville tomorrow night, and on we roll here. Thank you all so much, and until we're together again, let the good times roll. The preceding program was paid for and presented by Tony Mart Presents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.